Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number six. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. And welcome back to the MCAT podcast where we have been covering a lot of different topics that you as a pre-med need to know. As always, I'm joined by a awesome member of the Next Step Test Prep team, This week, I am again joined by Brian Snedeker, Vice President for MCAT Content and Tutoring. So Brian, this week, we're going to talk about time and time management and the length of the test. I always get messages from students saying, oh my gosh, I ran out of time. Is that a common problem? Oh, easily one of the most common problems. Absolutely. The the it, it's got to be number one, really, or a close number two of, of students, my own students, students that I hear about who come to me and say, you know, Brian, if I had just time and a half, I'd get every single question right, if I, especially in the reading section on the cars. Um, and it, the, the amount of uh, frustration that builds up over running out of time is just, it's enormous. It's a huge issue in the world of standardized tests. Is the MCAT, I've heard theories that the MCAT is written so that you can't finish it in time. And that, that's false. Uh, The goal with the timing is to make sure that you're moving along at a good clip, that they reward the students who use good time management and have good strategic ways of thinking about things. Um, And then so that's the goal, right, is to reward the students who are doing it right. Now, as a knock-on effect of that, they're going to end up uh, kind of as a necessary corollary punishing the students who aren't doing things right, who are getting lost in details, who aren't focusing on being strategic with the passage. Um, so, you know, I, I really like to get away from this idea that somehow the AMC is out to get you. You know, they're not trying to trick you. They're not trying to punish you. Instead, what they're trying to do is reward the savvy test taker. Reward the person who really knows what they're doing. So it's interesting the way that you put that. Now, I'll reword it and see if you agree with me. If a student is taking practice tests and not finishing passages or, or not finishing the sections in time, they need to figure out or, or maybe get help in figuring out where they're going wrong because they should be finishing in time. 
Yeah, absolutely. I always say running out of time is the symptom, not the disease, right? The analogy I like to use is going to the doctor when you have a fever, right? You say to the doctor, well, we'll cure my fever. The problem is the fever. And the doctor would rightly say, no, it's not. The fever is the symptom. We need to figure out what the actual problem is and treat the problem. And then by virtue of making you healthy again, the fever will go away. And it's the same with the MCAT. If you're using the right approach, then you won't be running out of time anymore. And so running out of time is simply the signal to you, okay, uh, I'm clearly sick. I have a fever. I'm running out of time on the, on the test. How do I now diagnose this so that I can then stop running out of time? I like it. When I took the MCAT way back in the day when it was still a paper test, I didn't finish the verbal reasoning section. And I always attributed that to the fact that I was a very slow reader and, and still am for the most part. Is, is that a common problem? And if so, are, are speed reading courses or anything, are there those shortcuts to help me with that? Um, well, uh, there's, there's no shortcuts, right? Let's, let's kind of nip that word in the bud, right? <laughs> is the, uh, the, I always say that there's no, the test can be tricky, but there's no tricks, right? Test prep is not a magic trick. Um, so, you know, Ryan, you say that you're a slow reader, and that's certainly a very common thing with us science folks, is we get used to reading very slowly and carefully and absorbing every single detail because it's going to be on the midterm, whereas the MCAT is much more about the big picture, the, the overall main idea, the overall opinion being presented. And so if you learn to read looking for that, then you won't run out of time. And, and I'll put some numbers on this. The average speeding re reading speed for a college-educated adult is somewhere in the range of 200 to 400 words a minute. Um, even on the lowest end, let's say you read about 200 words a minute, that would still mean reading the MCAT passage in something like three, three and a half minutes. And in fact, most MCAT strategies call for you to read the passage in about four and a half minutes. So it's never or almost never the raw reading speed. That's not the underlying issue. Um, and I will put an asterisk on that, of course. If you do have you know, a serious issue, something like dyslexia or some other reading difficulty, of course, you, you need to go see an educational psychologist, right? You need to go see a reading specialist, somebody who can do a real thorough analysis and help you. But the reality for, you know, 95% of test takers is that it's not just the speed that's the issue, it's the technique that's the issue. And then finally, Ryan, you brought up speed reading courses. You know, there's nothing inherently wrong with them, but they're not teaching you how to take the MCAT. Speed reading courses like to, you know, kind of make these grandiose claims. Oh, you can read 2,000 words a minute or something really ludicrous like that. The reality is you only need to read two to 300 words a minute to succeed on the MCAT, and that's already in the average range of a college-educated adult. So, um, typically what I tell my own students is that, that look, the, the time and money in a speed reading course is not what you need. You know, all these little tricks they try to teach you about subvocalization and chunking and all that um, aren't really going to solve the problem. The problem is the analysis. I think I figured out at one point that my reading speed was about 150, so slower than your average. And I found actually pretty recently... Uh, I, I have a, an iPhone, so an iOS device. I found two awesome apps, one called Flash Reader and one called Accelerator. And what those apps do is they let me copy a website or any text and paste it into the app. So if I go to CNN or, or 
better yet, if I'm preparing for the MCATs, I go to the, the New Yorker or the Atlantic, these big, big article websites, and I, I post that link into Accelerator, for, an, for example, it'll pull all the text out of that article, and then I can set the reading speed. And so I can tell it 400 words a minute, and it only shows one word at a time on the screen, and it forces me to get out of what I've always done is read each word, word by word. And it, it has taught me that I can move my eyes faster and my brain will figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a Chrome plugin called Spreeder that yes. does exactly the same thing. Yeah, and that, uh, Ryan, you make a really good point that, that I, I'm kind of uh, throwing an average out there of two to 400 words a minute, roughly. But if you're really struggling with this, it's always worth diagnosing, right? Like I said, the, the, the running out of time is the symptom. Part of the diagnosis, and the way I do it with my own students, is I give them a, a MCAT verbal passage, and I say, don't take notes, don't highlight, don't worry about answering any questions. I literally just want you to read this. Just read it however, like how you would read Harry Potter. And I sit there with a stopwatch and I see how long it takes them. And typically, even a slow reader would be able to get through it in something like three to four minutes at the slowest. But I have on occasion had a student who would finish it in, you know, six minutes with no pressure at all. And that's a student for whom, yes, a, a kind of reading technique course might be helpful. All right, so there you have it, running out of time. I know it's a big deal. I know I struggled with it. I know that so many of you struggle with it. So hopefully this podcast will give you some insight into why you're running out of time and what to do to help you so you stop running out of time. If you found this podcast useful, I would love a rating and review. You can do that at themcatpodcast.com slash iTunes, where it'll open up in iTunes and leave you the opportunity to leave a rating and review. We have a couple here that I want to take a second to read. We have Lane Bush who says, A must. I am so excited about this podcast with the amazing Ryan Gray at the helm. I'm sure the MCAT podcast will be just as helpful as the pre-med years. If you're taking the MCAT, you should be waiting with bated breath for every episode. Thank you, Lane, for that. We have uh, Sarwix, S-A-R-X-W-S, says, Gonna be amazing. I give it five stars and haven't even listened yet. The pre-med years and old pre-med podcasts are fantastic, so I know this one will be too. Oh, man, I hope I'm living up to these expectations. Dr. Gray always delivers high-quality podcasts on an amazingly dedicated weekly schedule. We have Zik8072 that says, full of great info. I always imagine Dr. Gray's podcast to be like a personal weekly phone call from a very knowledgeable mentor. All of his podcasts are very high yield and beneficial to the aspiring med student. The hardest part about listening to these is resisting the urge to write things down while driving down the highway. Yes, please do that. And thank you for that. And one more here from Burhan22 that says, first of all, I really appreciate all the hard work Dr. Gray and his fellow partners have put on this podcast. I started listening to this podcast about two months ago, and it really helped me out a lot, not only about the MCAT, but also what to really expect in med school and et cetera. Thank you for that, Burhan22. So again, the, Met, the MCAT podcast.com slash iTunes. I host so many podcasts now, I, I'm going to get confused as which one I'm talking about, but this one's the MCAT podcast, so I'm good there. I hope you got a lot of great information out of the podcast today. If you haven't yet checked out our other podcasts, go do that at mededmedia.com. Again, that's M-E-D-E-D media.com. 
And if you're interested in MCAT tutoring or the Next Step Test Prep's new MCAT course, go check them out, nextsteptestprep.com, and use the coupon code that is super secret to this podcast only. That's M-C-A-T-P-O-D, MCAT POD, all capital letters. Again, that promo code MCAT POD in all capital letters. We'll catch you next week here at the MCAT Podcast.